Hey guys, it's Abdul for your good friends over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, for the most part, the holidays, I'll admit it, the holiday seasons are pretty much here. So, might as well go ahead and start your holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, kind of Cremanza shopping, no matter what it is. So, might I recommend our good friends over at Leon Tailoring? Get your girl up on a nice gift certificate for some good clothes over at Leon Tailoring. They get something ready made, something custom made, or something tailor made, no matter what it is, you can find it over at Leon Tailoring. Tell Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy, Abdul sent you. They'll take care of you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, as Indian lawmakers uh, get ready to head back in January, one of the big issues they'll be dealing with is workforce development. And you get to make sure that Hoosiers are skilled up to meet all the demands of the new jobs that are taking place. So joining us in studio is Whitney Earl. Whitney is the executive director of the Governor's Workforce Cabinet. Just put out a list of 30 recommendations. So, Whitney, thank you very much for being with us. We do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, so uh, help us out here. What exactly does the Governor's Workforce Cabinet do? The Governor's Workforce Cabinet is a group uh, appointed by the governor in 2018, Governor Holcomb. And really, we focus on uh, the workforce spectrum, which is anything from early learning all the way through post-secondary training. Um, and really, our goal is to uh, better strengthen the workforce system, um, education opportunities for people, and remove barriers. Now, one of the big things I noticed is that Indiana does a really good job of attracting high-wage, high-paying jobs, as we've seen a uh, ton of announcements from the IEDC and the whole nine yards. The question has always been is, do we have the skilled workforce to fill all these high-paying jobs? That's a great question, and that's what we want to ensure we do have. Um, yeah, we know just even with changes in population, uh, not just in our state, but across the country, you know, the workforce system is going to be more stressed, but this is our goal is to you know, educate folks that are already here in Indiana and give them more opportunities, but also, you know, make sure that people outside of Indiana know that we're an attractive state to live in and to work in. Uh, so let's start uh, the three. The, the, the first recommendation is helping employers find skilled workers. Uh, what did the commission recommend? So there are 10 uh, recommendations here. You'll see it starts with a lot of emphasis on digital development. This is really affecting all industries. This isn't just tech-specific, but really spanning all industries. So Indiana's strong in advanced manufacturing and agriculture, but uh, really all businesses across all um, areas are going to need to really be sure that they have the workforce and the tools um, to exist in this new this new economy. And so there's a big emphasis on digital development and STEM skills. Also, uh, the creation of an Indiana talent service that will help employers really have a front door to the workforce system. And the talent service is for employees, not for people like me who are like comedians and actors and that sort of thing. <laughs> just, just making sure we, we say that right. that talent agency, we're not talking about, hey, for 12%, I'll get, I'll, you'll, be play, you'll be playing the Bellagio in Vegas. That is correct. <laughs> if we do develop that, though, Abdul, you'll be the first person we call, okay? All right. Yeah, so the Indiana Talent Agency would be managed by the Department of Workforce Development and is really focused on employers and helping them get uh, the workforce that they need. So it's a very uh, kind of focused, personalized service, and it's something that we have not done as a state before. Uh, something I also noticed, too, is that uh, when it comes to uh, college graduation, uh, Indiana is still low, low ranked on uh, Hoosiers with a, with a, with a, with a, with a, with, with a post-secondary either certificate, bachelor's degree, or something. How do we? Because I know that's a big. I know that's a big issue uh, to sort of to, to sort of fill. Uh, what does the commission recommend we do to, to deal with that 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 crucial problem? Yeah, that is a big issue, and not just for Indiana. I think you know COVID impacted college going rates across the country. Um, but one of the things we want to do is really look at what barriers might people be facing to uh, get 
post-secondary certifications or training. So uh, removal of barriers, whether that's helping with financial aid paperwork or making college more affordable. Uh, we hear that quite often. Or even if people have an interest in, you know, completing their college work or, you know, getting a college degree and haven't started and they're an older adult, you know, perhaps making it easier for them to train, say, at the workplace so they could actually work part of their week but also do some schooling either at the employer site or through their employer to get their degree. Our guest on the program today is Whitney Ertle. Uh, Whitney is the executive director of the governor's workforce cabinet. They recently put out a list of 30 recommendations to uh, find skilled labor in Indiana, uh, remove barriers for workers, and also uh, prepare for future skilled workers. Uh, Whitney, when we talk about those barriers for workers, what are some of the big ones that a lot of Hoosiers end up facing? Uh, well, there's the monetary barrier, right? Um, you know, sometimes people just need more help, more guidance, more tools. So being able to provide students with, you know, monetary support, perhaps in the, in the, um, in the way of a, an opportunity grant where students might be able to use the money either for career advising and coaching services or transportation to or from interviews or even in some instances, you know, work clothes or uniforms. Um, also expanding transportation options for working youth. So if we look at our our, our youth ages 16 to 20, quite often they have difficulty in getting to and from work experiences. So making that a little bit more accessible. And then also, um, you know, some of the other items, increasing access to early learning, making sure that more Hoosier children have access to early learning opportunities, reading, uh, literacy is a big focus here. And, and something else I thought was interesting, too, uh, and I just can't quite figure uh, this out, having once been a college student like 30 years ago and teaching college, <laughs> is requiring high school students to file for the FAFSA. And it, for some reason, that just seems to be a big sticking point for a lot of lawmakers. I know, I know. Well, and it's hard, too. You know, there are going to be some parents that don't want to be required to do that. But, you know, last year, Indiana left a lot of money on the table. In $60 million, I think the chamber told I us. I know. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So, you know, we think that there are some people that don't even realize the opportunities available to them financially to, you know, get some certification uh, training or, you know, a college degree. So, asking people to do that while they're still in high school would enable a lot more people to attend uh, college or additional training. Uh, one of the things that, that was mentioned in the chamber, they had a news conference uh, as we recorded this conversation earlier earlier today. Uh, they sort of recommended automatically enrolling students into uh, FAFSA, uh, but giving them, the, giving them the opportunity to opt out if parents don't want to go through that route. Is that something that the governor, you guys, you guys looked at or considered? Um, you might be referring to the 21st Century Scholars Program, and yes, yeah, so this is a, this program has really um, been a, a, a great example for Indiana and something we've been doing for many years, but the students that are enrolled in the 21st Century Scholars Program, we see that, um, you know, their high school completion and then their college uh, going rate and graduation uh, graduation is much, much higher. So we think this would be a great opportunity for more students. And, and it's interesting, too, because also uh, we talked about, uh, in addition to like you know, just high school students, about adult learners and adult education, because we all need to keep up on our skills. You know, heck, I'm a lawyer, but even still got to take my CLE classes every, every year to keep up to speed in my area of law. Uh, what's going to happen with, uh, what do you guys like to see done with adult education? 
Well, a couple of things. So in terms of basic adult education, the numbers are staggering. There are about 432,000 Hoosiers that don't have a high school degree or equivalency. So we'd like to see a lot more Hoosiers have access to that type of training and completion, whether they're doing it you know, in a program or at a work site potentially. And then even for adults who uh, maybe want to attend college and need some more financial help, or even people who may already have a degree, but know that they want or need to shift into another area uh, with digital skills, making uh, grants and opportunities available for those people as well. Our guest on the program today is Whitney Ertle. Whitney is the executive director of the Governor's Workforce Commission. They recently put out a study, a report on how to get Hoosiers skilled up and back to, and uh, into good, high-paying jobs that the state uh, keeps bringing. Uh, also, uh, Whitney, in the, in the recommendations, you guys talk about preparing for future skilled workforce. And this is something I thought was interesting, sort of rethinking high school by increasing diploma flexibility. I know the speaker, Todd Houston, talked about reinventing uh, K-12 through uh, education. Uh, what would we do with re- – what would we do by – increase that diploma flexibility? Well, you know, for example, if we look at, you know, the core 40 that students need to graduate high school, there could be more flexibility there where either we're allowing students to focus more on STEM requirements or just having the ability to, you know, maybe attend work-based learning uh, opportunities, jobs. So maybe they're studying a few days a week and then attending work a couple of days a week for for youth that we know aren't going to go on to college, um, just allowing more flexibility. Right now, it seems uh, pretty packed, and um, you know has been in place for a long time. Uh, what about uh, early childhood education? I know once again that's one of those uh, issues that that uh, ends up uh, Indian lawmakers having to deal with, and also the fact that in Indiana you don't have to technically start school until age seven. Uh, as, as opposed to five. I know, I know. I hate hearing that. But um, yeah, I mean, we know the, the studies bear bear out the results. You know, when kids have earlier access to, you know, quality uh, environments and quality education, uh, they just get on a much better track. You know, reading is so important. So whether kids are receiving, you know, books or being given spaces in an early learning environment, um, it just makes a big, big difference. So, yeah, the early childhood area is an area that absolutely needs uh, more funding, more support, more resources all, all the way around. So what exactly uh, is a Dolly Parton Library of <laughs> Indiana? Because I like to think of it as 9 to 5. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Dolly Parton, um, the Library of Indiana – the, the library itself, the Imagination Library, um, they have programs running in many states and uh, even abroad, I believe. Um, but this is where young children ages, you know, from birth to age five, receive uh, books at no cost to them that are mailed to their homes. And so it's just to encourage an early love of reading. And also, too, uh, I want to say uh, there's a dual credit program that uh, Ivy Tech does. I want to say a lot of other colleges, universities do. And because I teach an Ivy Tech's dual credit program where you get college credit uh, without having to take a test, without having to do the, the AP exam. Um, I think I think I think I saw a recommendation for you guys looking at expanding that uh, in Indiana as well. Yeah, we would like to see that expanded. Um, and we've even gone so far as to recommend a potential second year of college being awarded. So if you are able to earn some of your dual credit while you're in high school and can get your first year under your belt, then that second year, if we could 
cover that uh, with a grant for students, then we have a lot more people that already have a two-year degree, whether you know it's their associates or they're going to go on and finish year three and four. But again, making more use of that time in high school, providing more flexibility where you know it's just a different way to learn now, whether kids are up and out of their seats more and working uh, during the week or, you know, studying for um, and earning college credits, it's it, we might we can make better use of that time. How much of the pandemic set back Indiana's workforce development? Oh, yeah, it. <laughs> I think uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, there were already signs that the workforce system was stressed going into the pandemic. And a lot of people may not realize that. And it was just exacerbated because of the pandemic. A lot of people retired early. Um, some people who left the workforce have decided to still stay home, whether they're caring for children. Um, it's just exposed, you know, a lot of the, the weak links in the system. But, you know, the good news is, I've never, we've never seen better collaboration between um, all kinds of groups really wanting to focus on workforce and education. So we're confident that we'll see some some good results coming out of this. Our guest on the program is Whitney Ertel. She is the executive director of the Governor's Workforce Cabinet. They recently put out a list of 30 recommendations to improve and skill up uh, Indiana's workforce. Whitney, uh, something I wanted to ask, and I asked this question to the chamber, I want to ask it uh, to you folks as well. What is it or what happened in Indiana, what is it about Indiana's history that basically said, y'all need a high school diploma and that's it, and you can go live happily ever after? Because I was always taught that a high school diploma just isn't enough these days. That was back in the 1980s. Right, right. Well, and some of the numbers that we've seen are indicating that the companies that um, are going to be locating in Indiana and building here, or even current employers that are going to be expanding, the digital skills that they need are going to be requiring an associate's degree at a minimum. So that's where we feel like if we can get behind a lot of that, help more people get their high school degree, yes, but then also get their associate's degree or ideally their you know four-year degree or beyond, um, we're just going to have a much stronger economy and a much stronger workforce. Uh, is this more of an issue in the urban areas, suburban areas, rural areas, or does it does it really matter? It does not matter. We, we're seeing this across the board. Uh, Whitney Ortel with us for a few more minutes on the program today as we're going through uh, the governor's workforce cabinet recommendations on uh uh, improving and skilling up Indiana's workforce. Uh, obviously, uh, Whitney, this is going to uh, require some some legislative approval in some instances. Uh, how 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 is the pro, how has the rec- list of recommendations been received so far? Oh, so far we've received good feedback. You know, our intent was really to develop these recommendations ahead of the ahead of session. So we shared these with the governor and have shared them with the general assembly. Um, we've been fielding questions, and behind each of these recommendations, you know, there's more detail, potential cost, etc., um, that we've been able to share with people. But there seems to be a lot of enthusiasm overall for you know a focus on workforce and education. Uh, there's always been the issue about. Uh how much employers should have to contribute, should contribute financially speaking, you know, to skilling up the workforce. Because it's one thing to say, hey, state of Indiana, you guys, you send us a, send us a high school or college graduates and we'll take everything from there. But apparently it's a little bit more to it than that. Absolutely. There's more to it than that. We're really seeing now that employers recognize that they need to be a partner in developing talent. And so coming to the table to help develop a talent pipeline, you know, we have a lot of employers that are getting really innovative and starting to work with students as as early as third grade. 
uh, just so they can show them their industry, what their company does, and then keep in touch with them and develop other programs, you know, all the way through graduation, college, et cetera. Uh, what do you see, uh, what do, what's next for the, for the governor's recommendations? What, what's, what's the next uh, step in this process? Well, we will continue, uh, you know, fielding questions and all, but really that this work came together through the cabinet, which is about 31 members um, appointed by the governor, but it spans, you know, the business and business community, community leaders, education leaders, et cetera. Um, we have a couple of Indiana lawmakers on the cabinet and really um, we'll just be ready for a session to see what, what comes to fruition. We're hoping we see a lot of this adopted. All right. Well, I guess on the program today has been Whitney Ortel. She is executive director of the Governor's Workforce Cabinet. They just put out a list of recommendations uh, to improve Indiana's workforce. Whitney, if somebody wants to take a look at it, uh, maybe make a suggestion or testify, what, what can they do? Where can they go? What can they find in? Uh, they should go to the Governor's Workforce Cabinet to our website um, on the Indiana State website. So we're www.in.gov uh, backslash GWC, Governor's right. Workforce Cabinet. All right. Whitney Ortel. Whitney, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, nothing, but the best, nothing but the best luck going forward. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Abdul. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.